In our final episode of 2023, we look back at all the incredible Star Wars stories from the many talented creatives this standard cycle and discuss all of what we loved, pondered, and may have been slightly confused by. We also converse about the state of Star Wars today, its positioning for 2024, and all of the officially announced projects we're most looking forward to in the new year. Please enjoy responsibly and have a happy new year. we're doing a retrospective 2023 in review everything star wars everything star wars this year that uh we were going to look back at it all ben put together a list yeah i don't know if he you did wanna... some work for a change yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did a lot of work my friend i know and uh we're thankful mm-hmm. awesome very grateful to be here with you guys man uh it's been excited we kind of pre-taped the last week so it's been two weeks without yeah, a while without a live uh cantina chronicles i'm a little shaky it's good to be uh saddled up on the uh you know bar next year here at the bar yeah, we warmed year. up with some saga cool talk right away <laughs> all, yeah all we, we have to do yeah. is say the last jedi and then yeah, it's I, an hour yeah. of warm-up that just happens i literally i was like, having some behind the scenes I was great films spark debate you know I yeah, I know I need about 10, 15 minutes, so I just said, "Hey, over the over the break, I was watching the Last Jedi, and then I just restarted my computer." <laughs> yeah, then you did ten minutes of like technical support, and we didn't even notice. Um, <laughs> no, uh, actually, uh, we all adore that movie, but uh, still love talking about it. Um, yeah, lots of Grant, about Grant has notes. Um, yeah, uh, good notes though, Positive solid notes. notes. Solid yeah, notes. yeah. Solid notes. Woof. So yeah, I mean, I, you know, I I want to still cover some new stuff here. You know, we're we're gonna. I, I think it's a good idea to sort of talk about the year in the whole. That that it is kind of nice. Yeah. Thing. And sort of, you know, looking back, what do we know now that we didn't know at the beginning of last year? And um, I wouldn't hate looking forward to twenty twenty four a little bit too. We kind of do that organically all the time, anyways. But um, yeah, um, you know. I don't know. I made a big old list. You, you want to go through the list. You want to just like pull some stuff out. You want to say I mean, what's on yeah. it. I mean, there there was 14 novels that were written le- last wild. year, which is, which is why yeah. one was like the Mandalorian manga, um, you know, and then uh, one was like the hunters, like, yeah. <laughs> like mobile game book. Did I, not read I that. yeah, no, I, I was the one who I took the yeah, hit. You read that this podcast. Yeah. I read that one and I had like a five minute review. It's a, uh, it's a book. It happened yeah. for a game that I think will, you were and I'm it. calling ben it. And I stepped away and you reviewed yeah. it for five minutes. Yeah. Then we came. I will say with no spoilers. Zone. I'm calling it now. It's it's a book for a game that will never see the light of day. That really? that game is never happening. Yeah. It's never happening. No. Yeah. 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 Wild. I mean, it, it's worth reading just for that because it's like the gymnastics. It's they so had to weird. Do. 
Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, so we did that. We got a, you know, AAA video game uh, in Jedi we Survivor. Sure that was amazing. We, yeah. we got like incredible. We got like the bulk of High Republic phase two. Uh, I mean, everything except for one novel, I think, like a lot of it. Actually, I think we got all three novels in 2023. Well, there was so remember phase two, and this is what threw me off is there's only two. There are only two adult oh. novels. There are only two. Wait, right, Cataclysm. Oh, that's right. Path of, and then we got the first novel of phase three. Yeah, got it. Yeah, the first. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so phase two is like a truncated yeah. kind of, but it was like phase. Yeah, so yeah. we essentially yeah. got all of Fire Republic phase two in one year, which yep. was cool. One calendar year, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, a bajillion comics. Um, I didn't go through all of them, but I, I mentioned Hidden Empire was kind of the highlight of this year. Yeah, the I mean, blade, that's I I, the blade. The blade. 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 I mean, I will talk about. We can talk when we get to comics. My review of this of last year and probably what's going to be this year of comics, which may not be favorable, but we'll talk about that then. As, as we'll call that the one resident, Adam you know, has notes. comic nerd. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not bad, yeah. but anyway, I I hate me a giant crossover that lasts twelve months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're here. We're here to we're here to chat Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna talk about all of it, what we loved and. Well, we hope to see more of, obviously, because we're excited for 2024, I think, what's coming. Yeah, and so, and uh, this might be the last year for a while of, like, this much content. Like, things are slowing down, yeah. right? The, the, yeah, the so that's why I want to jump into the media down, industry and just streaming in general, because I feel like I really want to talk about Disney Plus and sort yeah. of what we got this year and sort of what we're getting. Um, yeah. well, it's, Mando Season 3. Yep. Uh Super successful. I, I think a lot of people watched it. Um, yes. Love Mando. Ahsoka, obviously, uh, recently. Yeah. The story was just ramping up. It was just getting more and more sort of epic. And we were meeting more and more Mandalorians. And uh, the final, you know, set piece fight is outstanding. I, th I think it was just really, really fun. I could watch the armor, like, smash people with their hammer. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, Flying the through the air, smashing people with hammers. Like, yeah. It's it's a series that while I was watching it, I was uh, lukewarm on. You can go back and listen to our podcast, but I think fondly back to it now. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it, it is. It's kind of aged well over the past year of like, yes, yeah, super consumable as Mando is. Like Mando is the most consumable Star Wars thing ever. Even the serialized adventure episodes that sort of are like off the beaten, mm -hmm. you know, um, path of the main story. I feel like even those episodes have are just fantastic genre pieces like i i still think back to you know mando episode two i think back to um boba fett you know fighting the the sand beast like i think i think i just think there's so many great things that i think yeah. favreau and uh Filoni have done yeah and, and uh, it very much it was the season of bo katan right yeah. like that was bo katan's thing and like i just think back to my wife who loves mandalorian like really just like Wait, who's this character? And I'm like, just wait for it, right? <laughs> oh, I mean, we got a, te a tease of her. In I bet your two, wife but... would love Bo-Katan. I bet they'd be they would hang oh, out. Oh, she all was night. so. I mean, she for a long time that was going to be her Halloween costume oh, if she had time, nice. and we didn't have a child that that took it. But she was all oh. in a Bo-Katan. Yeah. Well, even the episode on Plazier with uh, um, the sort of droids making the penthe and uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, right. with Lizzo yeah, and Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. That sort of episode. Yeah, I, I mean, I love that. I love that whole Mandalorian season three because I called everything that happened the whole season. I, well, you are, <laughs> you are a Mandalorian. It was exactly <laughs> what I expected. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. 
through a vocoder. I, I cannot get I cannot get behind it. I'm so I I that like I like I'm okay at calling things, <laughs> but when it comes to the Mandoverse, I cannot. There's just a I mythosaur can't. hovering over Ben's house. Right oh my now. god! Honest to god, yeah. I mean, I've I've got my Mandalorian helmet back there. You know, you, you <laughs> yeah. heard. Of course, Grant has two behind him. Yeah. Um. Oh uh, yeah. I uh yeah no I. I don't know. I just remember a lot of tooth and nail fights with you guys over what was going to happen in that that series. Oh, yeah. You had such like hardcore edge lord theories about where it was going, and I love that. It was a great debate, and it was adorable that you I, thought that. And then uh, you know, if if I had time and energy, I'd go back and and do a, like a clip reel of this because I still re- I still remember. I still remember how much based on the preview and episode one, I'm like, okay, so this is episode one, this is episode two. This is episode, like I like I had broken down you had all, all eight episodes. Yeah. I was, I, and I was, was blown by episode two. I don't even remember. Yeah. I, I didn't think they were gonna get back to man to, yeah. to um, it sped, it sped up really fast. Didn't we see like a really mythosaur fast. in like episode two or something? It I was think like so. yeah, your Mandalorian yeah. bingo card got blown up. Like everyone's I think I did. I thought Grogu was gonna interact with that mythosaur. I was mm-hmm. like yes someone's gonna interact with that thing and the whole thing and like yeah. Filoni does this all the time it's just like nope you just see it and you just think about it yep. <laughs> it's like it, yeah. it's not it's it's like the opposite of Chekhov's gun right it's just like yeah. Filoni's blaster is just like something he shows you and it's like that was a blaster yeah. it was cool right <laughs> like yeah, right. It, you know like it may and, pay off in like two or three seasons but or yeah and the other thing I, I love about like about the season and it kind of comes down to the old adage of like you know necessity is the mother of all invention is that like the i i really truly believe the last shot of that series of that season with him sitting at the homestead yeah. with grogu was necessitated from the they knew that the strike was going to happen they knew it was coming they knew it was down the pike they knew it was going to shut everything down they knew it was going to blow up a timeline so they needed kind of a solid ending to the season that wasn't a big cliffhanger because it might be a couple of years they knew it might be a couple of years before we see him again and and that scene I just loved. I love like yes, you have earned your rest. Yes. Like I love I love those that moments in movies of just like a character earns like Mando and Grogu has er, have earned a year or two to chill at the homestead to chill, and then we'll pick back up. And with I that. feel like us as Star Wars viewers have earned that. It's like mm-hmm. so many Jedi taking L's and like so many heroes taking L's. It's like can we just can we just like win again? Can we just blow up the Death Star and have a medal ceremony and high five and like. Just like every, yeah. you know, like at least every three years. Can we do that? Yeah. Obi-Wan was sort of like a sneaky dub, though. Like Obi-Wan yeah. won the day. Yes. <laughs> I, I, it was a sneaky dub. Yeah, that was, yeah. I mean, that that was, I just, I love that. I love that shot. I know we're slinking back into 2022 for a second. But like, I, it should be like how how Obi-Wan got his groove back. Should be like the subtitle of that, <laughs> of that, of that series. But I love that. I love that. Like to be able to connect the dots between, you know, how we get to end of episode three and, and, you know, Alex Giddick's or Alex Giddick's, uh, uh, Obi-Wan in, uh, episode four. I just yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. And they great. did it. Anyways, this year, this year yeah. we got yeah Mando season three, bad batch. Like so good. Like maybe it's my, such a, okay, a secret. Vibes, it's yeah. The top three, basically one of the, one of those slots. Like I love it, it tricks me every time it happened to me season two i guarantee you it's gonna happen in season three because i keep seeing an upcoming list and i'm like okay fine yeah I, that's how i react to every time bad batch comes up and then i'm like two episodes i'm like oh yeah 
this show is like legitimately amazing and is just so wonderful. And I'm so drawn in on all the characters. Right. Like literally yeah. no one asked, asked for the series. None, none people, no. not in the deepest, like darkest crevices of the internet where they're like, they should do a bad, bad, like series. Yeah. It's like, like if no you one like the it. politics and the taxation routes and the trade blockades and yeah. imperial sort of, yeah. you know, uh, mishandlings of the law and like just horrific treatment of people. Like, it or you want to explore just the darkness of the empire like bad batch does that. yeah like it, it really gets to the heart of just how horrible this regime is and sort of rampart and sort of uh the reveal around you know um, the cloning process that Mount stuff. Tantus. Cloning stuff. yeah 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 so, Tantus is all there i mean i will say next to uh next to andor i think bad batch is the darkest yeah uh like yeah. star wars series currently and, and that's saying a lot um, I mean, though, I did rewatch the scene with Vader killing people in that town in Obi-Wan, and that's still like... <laughs> that might be the darkest that, scene. That, yeah. dark. We're going to reflect on Obi-Wan as we talk I, about I know, this. I know it was last year, but that thing, I really will argue that is the darkest thing Star Wars has ever done yeah. when he snaps that kid's neck. It's still, it's still, oh boy. Anyway, moving on, because we're not talking about 2022, but I was going to say about Bad Batch, is like, um, it, it just does such a great job of connecting this, and I feel like it's, again, it's one of those things where Filoni was just like, um, and I don't think he hardballed it. I think he just said, yes, I will absolutely work on Mando and Ahsoka and I love all these things, but like my heart is always going to, there's a piece of my heart always for animation. I don't want to see it die. I also want this show. And I think they're like, fine, like absolutely you can have the show. And I think that because there's so, such little pressure on this show to do anything yeah. really that it can really shine because it doesn't have a million eyes on it. I, so I, so I would call that show connective tissue, right? Like, it's, it did all the things that Grant just said it did. It fills in the blanks. It's, it really, you know, shows what it's like to live under the Empire. But a lot of the media have been working on that to be like, sort of like, no, this is why the Empire is bad. Um, but if it was connective tissue, what is it connecting to? Is it the cloning piece? I think so. I think with the Mount Tantus stuff, it's got to be... Stormtrooper program, sort of the rolling out of that. Yep. And then yeah, yeah, that's right. This The yeah. dispatching of the Kaminoans and sort of covering I, up of evidence. Like, yeah. I am obsessed yeah. with sort of the conspiracy and Sidious, Sidious's takeover um, that sort of George, obviously, just, you know, we all yep. overtly know about in the prequels. But I feel like there's fun ways you could maybe explore that from different angles. And I feel like that's what Bad Patch is doing. They're sort of exploring yeah. the yeah. idea that like, now you have to now cover up the tracks basically and hide and that we stole this information. All the clones. Erase yeah. the clones. Yeah. yeah. That was Adam. That was your... something to the yeah. show. That's like, well, and it, it was more brutal than I thought it was going to be in some ways. Like I, yeah. I thought, I thought, I think, I think it was like plan 99. Or I think they had all these like order, like the number, they had the number system. Yeah. And I thought, I thought it was going to be a, Reverse on Order 66, where basically, like, now the stormtroopers turn on the clones and kill them all, which is would be hard to see, but it's more insidious of this just, no, we're just going to keep throwing them into the meat grinder until there's none of them left. Like, yeah. just throw them into these yeah. these situations Dangerous where they can't survive. Yeah. And it, it's rough. Like, watching that, watching a couple of those episodes, like, oh, boy. And, they, and the thing is, they have to get rid of almost all of them. Like it has to happen yeah. if we're going to live in the universe or the galaxy that they've created for, you know, the, the age of rebellion. Right. And it's, it's developed uh Tarkin's character. We understand mm -hmm. his motives and what kind of person he is. It's like, if you've read um, the books uh, there the book Tarkin, I think that was the very first book of the, the Disney yep. era um, with, you know, Lucina, like it's a, it, that really elucidates who Tarkin is. Uh, but um 
Yeah, but this show kind of fills in that too. In in case you hadn't read the novels, it's like now you know like what kind of guy that guy is. And um yeah, so but you understand the hierarchy and sort of how he can just eliminate, you know, oh, yeah. um a subordinate or you know, uh officer of lesser rank so easily, basically. Yep. Um and they sort of frame Rampart at the end. It, it just really watch the show. It, it's it's incredible. Yeah. And uh, allegedly we're going to get um you know, season three, the final season, uh, next year. Um, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. 2024. You know, yeah. It seems confirmed. Uh, so I was doing some research today and like, you know, all the people prognosticating about 24 and all that. And they're like, you know, everyone's like, well, we were left with a cliffhanger, you know, with our, our friend tech. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it, he didn't, wasn't hanging on any cliffs last time I saw. Uh, he, he fell yeah. down that cliff, yeah. but didn't i will say well. I, I think i i think i went back to it and i i again i'm a big believer in not dead unless you see a body right. and especially in star wars so yeah. i really think we're going to get more with that character um i think there's a rescue mission involved with that character but yeah. we'll see i i i'm i don't say this because it sounds bad because we're talking about the character's death but <laughs> i'm good either way if they end up yeah. like there's part of me that respects to be like if i respect they're like nope he's dead he full-on splatted on those rocks which is again real rough thing about yeah. it, the kids cartoon it's not this really is kids, not a kids cartoon. cartoon no this is an adult cartoon <laughs> like i i watched bob's burger with my child today who's about yeah. who's three and a half and i'm like this i can watch with my child yeah, that's a bob's cartoon. burgers i cannot watch bad batch no. with my with my child you watch the racing episode or yeah i mean i could i could edit Certainly. it'd be like what i do with any star wars thing i would ed- yeah. i would i would you know just pick and choose the ones yeah yeah fast forward <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that would set the tone, like an entirely different tone. If he's dead, this is a very, you know, they had just like found a, a utopia where they could make a new life for themselves. Right. Um, right. and then yeah. they were pulled back in and then like they lost another of a very small team and, you know, then what are they working towards and, you know, what is their mission about? And I mean, it really does center around another, you know, eight to 10 year old girl. Um, and you know, what? how does this affect her life and her maturity? And you know, what, what is she going through like that? I mean, <laughs> that would be really heavy yep. if, if he's alive, it takes on a little different tone, a little yeah. lighter tone, I think. But, um, but yeah, I mean, could be wild. I mean, I, I would say 2023 is the year of the female species in star Wars in the, in the galaxy far, far away. Like, I mean, yep. you could say the main character of bad batch is, um, her, I, Omega, Omega, thank you. Omega, Omega. God. Omega. Omega. Um, yeah. You know, I, Ahsoka was all ladies all the time. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bo-Katan was Bo-Katan huge. And Mandalorian yeah, was over. like a co-lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah co-lead with yep. Mandalorian. Yep. Like, um, really cool female representation all year long. Um, that was fantastic. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what are Agreed. the yeah, the other things? Yeah. Young Jedi Adventures, you know, we don't really cover that here. It's it is it's pretty trivial. No, I mean, and I will say as someone who's watched every single episode because they have a child who's <laughs> of the right age of that, like there's there's there's, not, there's nothing to cover in terms of they're not building lore. Yeah. But like I, I I will always say if you have a child who's of the age and you want to watch something and you like Star Wars, it's not um, like a saga film that should build the lore. Right, right. No, exactly. It's it's, it's it's that's not a job. It's jobs to indoctrinate. To, uh, 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 toddlers to Star Wars, right, so right. I, which I'm all for. But like I will say, it, it did just win two Emmy awards. Nice. Um, 
which were sound design and music. Yep, makes which sense. If you watch that show, exactly what it should. What, the reason I love that show is if usually this only occurs when my child's homesick, I have to stay home, I have to do some work, I'll put something on for her to watch. That's a great background noise for me because I can just sit here and do work and hear all the Star Wars wow. noises and, and music. music. Yeah. The music in that show, I will say. Fantastic. Is really good. Like yeah. they, I, I was, I'm really kind of blown away with the, their use of a lot of the themes and it, and it, and it, and it, you know, in a way that also is deep. So yeah. I'm very impressed by I, it. I yeah. want to take a, a music corner <clears throat> minute here. Um, I haven't done it yet, Adam, but you said you'd be interested. I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to all like over this break, um, which I still have a few more days left. I'm going to take a day and I'm going to feel good and I'm going to, uh, listen to all the Star Wars music, and I'm going to make a playlist called Star Wars Slaps. And um, yeah. it's just going to be like actual like songs you can put on that aren't like, you know, scenic and, you know, I, you know, play setting, but actual like songs that can stand alone as a piece of music that you would listen to. And I'm going to make yeah. a full yeah. playlist and I'm going to go through everything um and put that together but i you know i've been doing research i've got a bunch of things on there already um but i really want to curate it into like a playlist that flows and does interesting things i mean the andor music is so good it is (laughs) yeah so it's so subtle like 30 it's so subtle and it's so beautiful and the ahsoka music like the stuff i love from that is like really like um atmospheric like tone music like real like lo-fi yes. just like he pulled um some selections for those you know because they have to curate their own playlists as well you can't put everything on there um but like some real like minimalist um like atmospheric music that i love too that i think you know could fit in in fun places um and then you've just got like bangers like um the like it had the best vocalized song. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Sabine Wren like on the on the speeder. Yeah. I forget the name of it. Yeah. yeah, like that one. I do love that. And yeah. it's yeah. rare because we've had a lot of attempts, but like this actually sounded yeah. incredible. I get, I get actually. <laughs> no, it sounded, it, it, yeah. So there was also a lot of actual songs on the um, on the Jedi Survivor playlist as well. Um, I yep. haven't dug into that yet, and I'm not gonna do. De- dip too deep into those though they are the classic ones i kind of want to stick to like things that yeah. showed up in, in live action shows yeah because that, that's a little too but, on the nose but um anyways i'm gonna do that star wars slaps uh check it out on spotify um yes and uh hopefully by the new year or shortly thereafter it'll be uh it'll be complete that sounds awesome. Thank you for doing that. It'll, yeah, um, I want it for myself. Yeah. I just because like when I get in my car, sometimes I want a thing, and I've got a monster yes. playlist of everything that's not John Williams. No offense to him, but I just want I'm in a more contemporary mood, um, yeah. and so I well, hit shuffle on that, and that's fun. But I I zone out when I listen to John Williams, and nothing against it, it's just because I've heard it so many times. It's like when I listen yeah. to like some of my favorite like artists yeah. who are still like my like I can listen to Eels all day every day, but I don't listen to them that much because. My mind wanders yeah. when I hear right. them because I've heard them so much. Yeah, it's it's the sound of your heart beating. Focus in yeah, on it. Yeah, you don't hear yeah. it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I feel that way about Primus. Except for yeah. Fresh Feeling. Fresh Feeling uh, by the Eels. I will hear that song every time, and every time it's like, I've ever heard it. <laughs> um, awesome. Sorry. And that concludes Music Corner. Um, mm-hmm. But I did want to, yeah, I am kind of excited about that project um, and doing nice. that. Um, nice. What You know, what do you want to talk about? Uh, visions. 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 Two we got. Yeah. Visions. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. 
Talk about something where I was blown away by the first one and thought, okay, that's ballsy. You're going to make a second one, yeah. you know, with less time. Good luck. And and I really think, I mean, I, I had emotional reactions to these. And yeah. the first the first volume is amazing. It's so good. But there are there are two things in, in two that made me actively cry and like yeah. and get upset about the world we live in, which is which is fascinating. And I, I still think we need to try to get that. The person who wrote that one on on the podcast at some point, but I got to go back and look up names. Yeah, so it's the it's the pit yeah. it's the pit one the one the the, oh, the pit yeah yeah I, I need to talk to that the the, the writer of that to, to it's one of those things where I just am fascinated where I'm just like am I interpreting this the way you intended or did you accidentally make like do you know what I mean or like are you writing something that people can put so much onto which is always one of my favorite things about talking to people who write is just like. What was your intentions versus what did the world put on to what you did? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember like, like, uh, sorry, the director was Leandre Thomas and Justin Ridge. The writer is Leandre Thomas. I just wanted to make sure. Yes, Leandre, we, Leandre we Thomas. Thank you for proper yeah, names. In there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We got to look them up. Yeah. Yeah. They're, the Bandits the of Golak was a pretty good one as well. Uh, what? That's what the, uh, there's like a civil war and two siblings are like forced to flee right. their village. It's like really cool yeah. information. Yeah. 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 That's one I Have should, we? I should, I need to give a run. A, a lot of the ways like I imbibe my star Wars is to give it time. I need to sort of forget. And then go back and like kind of have a yeah. pretty clean it's... palette, which is obviously tough to do with the originals and the, you know, whole Skywalker saga. But I, if I've got to give it a year, I give it a year um yeah uh, but visions i think i could definitely give another run through and, and it'll feel fresh and i'll find new things it's also so weird like not to get all i mean reflective but hey That's what it we're is doing. our new year's thing but like personally reflective i just think of how like how much my life has changed and just even since we started the podcast versus even prior to the podcast yeah. where like i worked at a, I, I mean i've talked about this where i've worked at the video i i know for a fact star wars a new hope is the movie i've seen the most yeah and I've seen it probably over a thousand times. And the only reason I can say that is because I worked at a video store and I played those movies on a loop yeah. in the background. And and so like it's weird to think that there was a time in my life when I watched Star Wars at least six times a week <laughs> based on. Yeah. Right? It's incredible. Like, that's weird. And now I'm like, I can't even find an hour in the week to watch a Star Wars. Like it's just funny how those things change, right? And now there's there's also so much content where I'm just like like I, I I can't imagine what this would have done to my life if this is what it was when I was in my twenties. Is I would just sat at home and watched all the stuff on a loop over and over and over again. Yeah, that's being all. a dad. <laughs> Life's funny. That's great. It's wonderful, but it's so weird how it's just like I forgot these things happened. I'm like I have to rewatch that. I don't know when I'll rewatch that. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, Vision season two. Mm -hmm. Incredible work. Yeah. Um, so good. Um. Also, was Tales of the Jedi this year? Yes. No. Yeah, yes. I think so, Wait, right at the beginning. Uh, wow, I, it wasn't on my list, but it was on... It was one of the first things. Yeah. I thought it was this year, but I could be wrong. Did... It might have been right at the tail Maybe end. Maybe I accidentally deleted some stuff. I, I'm pretty sure Tales of the Jedi was this year. I know so I know good. Tales was... 2 is coming next year. Yeah. Um. No, Tales of the Jedi says 2022. It was October 2022. Okay, okay. so it wasn't. All right. Ignore it. We'll talk more about upcoming in a moment. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. It's just so... That seems like it was this year. That's that to me as well. That was yeah. almost felt like it was. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, of course, I guess the last big thing that we saw on Disney Plus was Ahsoka. 
Um, yeah. We spoke yeah. at length about that through October and November. Um, yeah, fairly recently. Fairly recently. Ultimate Star Wars. I will always argue it's Ultimate Star Wars. Yeah, the most Star Wars of, Star, yeah. Wars, Star Wars. One could Star Wars. I will say what I've been enjoying about it is 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 now that the the strike is over, how like watching all of them talk, being able to talk about mm-hmm. their experiences and and seeing how much all of the actors and people working together seem to really like each other and really spend a lot like like it, it seems like a really great environment for everyone involved there and watching like rosario rosario dawson really i mean she did some pre-tape stuff before yeah. the before the strike but but watching her really talk about how important this mantle is but also how much she just enjoyed doing this and how yeah. she just plans to always be ahsoka for the rest of her life is kind of wonderful to hear oh. yeah yeah they had a great time making that you can just you can just tell yeah. um I did notice a, a really interesting comp, which is I was watching Fellowship the other day. Ooh, interesting. Go on. Sort of walking around and, you know, after she meets uh, Kate Blanchett is obviously playing Galadriel obviously. Uh, magnificently in yes. uh, the first installment of Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings trilogy. And uh, she's she when she first, first meets Frodo, uh, she uh, she's sort of like walking around smirking and I'm like, where have I seen this sort of body language and this sort of acting style? Like, Oh, it's Ahsoka. And I was so, yeah. I just, please watch fellowship and look at sort of like the, oh, what Kate wow. is interesting. Doing and then look at, I Ahsoka. really, and that's fascinating. Do it a little differently now. And so now this film, like, I think we rated it like an eight out of 10 when we were first talking about it. We we're like, it's incredible. It's just, um, I think we, we just, I don't know. I, I we, we loved it. We just weren't, I don't know. We well, the landings are rough. Over endings are tough, before, right? Yeah, we, we love it. We like, yeah. It. No, it's it's fantastic. I love that Grant. You know, it's you know we've we've yes, been calling her Gandalf, like Rosario Dawson slash Ahsoka Gandalf yeah. this whole time, but like Galadriel is a much more intriguing, like calm yeah. and direction for her. Um, you know, like the Ring of po- how she has to deny the Ring of Power. Yeah, that's I always that think of that self-test. scene. It's so well done, where she yeah. just. You could see her like her her wickedness if she yeah. took that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, it it would be fun to get. We, I think the time's passed, but like a dark Ahsoka, like Ahsoka, like being like having a moment where she's like, "What if I have to be like my master? And what if I have to yeah. go to the dark side to get the things accomplished or something?" And then just like, you know, coming to terms with the how powerful she'd be and being like, "No." No, that's not the what right we thing. didn't get in this season that we predicted or that we were told through the Internet. So lies. But we were we were led to believe that the series was going to be half flashbacks, half moving forward. I'm very glad it wasn't. Yeah. I, I really like that it was all moving forward. But part of me wonders is you could still tell that story in a flashback that that's part of why because there's still we don't know why we get Ahsoka as we get her when we get her in Mando, right? That something has happened there more than just, I think, losing her Padawan. And so we could get a story that shows her, you know, toying with the dark side a little bit. I mean, and maybe, you know, they're headed towards the font of force power again, right? (laughs) So, Uh and there's a lot of empty seats there and they're not all great. Um, So, you know, you know, there could be a reckoning there for her. I mean, not that it's a necessary thing, but I just think, you know, the, the, you know, white Gandalf is like a great, you know, thing, you know, Gandalf the white is a great idea, but, um, and now you get that reference, Adam, cause you finally read uh, two towers. I mean, Thank I, you. 
<laughs> yes, I also watched the movies a million okay, times, right, so right, like right. I got yeah, it. But no, but it is I no, but I do Sorry. get it. In I, I couldn't, sense. I couldn't vo- no, no, I miss just, a dig I, there. I just want to say, like, I'm not, I'm not ignorant of the pop culture, but I felt like I've read the crib notes, yeah, right to yeah. to to the now that I've read two out of three. I feel like I got it. Got the Silmarillion I from my brother in law for uh, for Christmas, so I got that right. waiting on my shelf. A kind of a related question is, since we're talking about like mo- the TVs, movies, live action, I mean, no movies, but live action. Mm-hmm. It's like, d- did anyone, and this is, you know, you can answer this as a real question or just take it as this. Did anyone in Star Wars have a better year than Hayden Christensen <laughs> in terms of an actor? I mean, it was a victory lap, really. I mean, caught off Obi in 2022 where he crushes. Yeah. Yeah. And then gets called off the bench to do more i i in some ways say more acting in ahsoka like we like he was great in in obi-wan but he had like in terms of out of makeup not being vader he had like what a two minute scene right right? it's also cool to see anakin with his padawan during the clone wars like that flashback scene when it's young ahsoka and and uh, and they're fighting in the fog of war. Like that was just such a fun moment. And I was like, yeah. oh, it's bringing to life the sort of the Clone yeah, Wars yeah, story yeah. that I think we've never really been able to, you know, uh, distill or crystallize in the mind of fans because I think a lot of people just didn't watch sort of the, the animation animated shows and things like that. And so it was fun to actually get that imagery in live action and sort of like you can watch you can watch you know those flashbacks and watch the prequels and get a whole new sort of appreciation for everything they're doing with Hayden in, in those films. When you, when you see sort of like, Hey, some war footage, here's some war footage of Anakin. And now we have that to take in before you watch revenge of the Sith, where that turn can sometimes seem quite fast and sort of, um, uh, um, quick to yeah. be deployed. Whereas, um, if I think if you add a lot of this stuff, it might help. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, able to stretch some yeah. muscles. I will say, like, I know this is a bit outside of Star Wars, but he, the kind of a news report surrounding is he, after Ahsoka, signed with his old t- talent agency and manager, yeah. right? Like, so. And he's, he's he was vocally yeah. like, I'd love to do more Star Wars. Let's go. Yeah, more Star Wars, more everything. I mean, he did do that movie, Little Italy. Don't look it up. Uh, last year or the year before. Okay, so you're saying like he was not working and now he's working again. Not really. Like like he was not like, he wasn't like totally out of it, but he was like B-movie backbench. I mean, Little Italy also had an actress in it, so it's not like an unknown, um, but it takes it's a romantic comedy about uh, Little Italy in Canada. Um, <laughs> it, it is a... Well, I think you're quite pretty, him. eh? You want to go get a cannoli or I, something? I, it is if you're looking for like a good Sorry. bad movie to watch, that's a great like if you're okay, you know, sure. enhanced in some way right. and want to watch something and kind of like be like, what is this? It's a great movie to watch. Um, thankfully, not with anything that Hayden did. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like it wasn't his fault. But boy, the whole time oh I'd boy. watch it, I'd be like, where's the lightsaber? And yeah, Skywalker. But, uh... <laughs> you should so, pull out your I'm lightsaber. Glad, yeah, <laughs> you're the chosen you're one. The chosen one. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I but I'm very I'm very happy for him and and I want to see more Anakin and again to be able to do stuff that makes me say I want to see Hayden Christensen do more in Star Wars. Yeah. Says a lot, right? Like that's, you do a lot awesome. more in Ahsoka yeah. se- uh season 2, right? Cuz mm-hmm. I mean there's already some nether realm yeah. of the force Anakin stuff Let's in that go. show that I'm, I'm sure you could extrapolate on. Co-lead yeah. Anakin. I want to see him well, all over that spot. <laughs> 
That would be so. The other thing is not to get. Not to get too... This is something I did with the sequel trilogy, by the way, yeah, and I do I not want to get my hopes I, up for they, But here's the thing. Afterworld, Nether Romance. There's no way. There was no way they're going to roll the dice and bring back Hayden Christensen on a multi-million dollar franchise movie, right? Like, it, without testing him. Um, yeah. So, I... Uh, I would have. Grant would have. I just want to say... He's uh, an incredible actor, if you actually look he, at his He body, is. He is. But, like, to, to hang it and also be like, if he does not knock this out of the park, if there's, like, one... Well, I'm a change old Jones. If there's, that, no, but, so. but if there's one sentence that's slightly off, we are going to be just boiled to death on the internet, right? Like, they're just looking to memify anything. So so it makes sense. I mean, I think you could see All him right. now. I'm, it's, it, I like him, but that's the reality of the <laughs> Wait, internet. Is this a business strategy? Oh, Come on. Avoiding this is what I, memes? This is what I, this is what I do. Yes. Yes, it is. Right. Like to, to, to like, but, uh, but what I was going to say is that like, um, I, I feel that like, and not to get morbid, but with Ray Stevenson's passing, right. Like they got to fill that hole somewhere with, we saw them kind of steering into the, into the mortis arc. Right. And like, I, I think we kind of maybe thought what they were going to do with Ray and, and maybe if it's not there, they, they now have, Anakin, right? And so I wanted to. Uh, by the way, I just want to say, one of our listeners, Travis, is is with us. What's up, Travis? Uh, he has me backed up for a little Italy. He said it was not one of the highlights of his uh, of his career. <laughs> Noted. Yeah, so. Noted. Yeah. I'm. Uh, thank you for yeah. experiencing that for us. Yeah. Um. I need to know about these. Yeah. Um. I, I want to say something about. I, I want to talk about Ray Stevenson. I know it's a it's an awful subject. Um. But you know. Yeah. He he's just so amazing and everything so I've read like since yeah. then about like how much he loved that character and how much he would have loved the reception his character got. I mean, he killed it. We have to move on. Um, and we're just talking in star Wars parameters here. I'm, I'm not trying to be unhuman yeah. here. We, you know, obviously we love this dude and, and it, it's a shame. It's incredibly sad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, For all the human and, real world issues like that. That's a gift. So young, so talented. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, Star Wars. This character is just, oh, ugh, it's so, so good. good. Like, outstanding. So I've started to yeah. see online some people petitioning to recast him. Because the character is so good that he created. And and I mean, yeah. it would be hard, but it wouldn't be impossible. And I wanted to know what you guys thought about that. I don't know why you couldn't just do a wide shot where he does something and it's just CG. And then that's sort of like whatever cataclysmic or epic moment that is with the font of power. Sort of that that maybe changes him or uh, something and then okay. like a thing or so you want to know, write him like, into a new person like there's ways to yeah. i mean to you could do it where you still honor you could, the character and he's I, never yeah if you're dealing with dark side ish you can always go the route of he took on too much power he's damaged he has to put a mask on you mask him right. up right you can mask him up um I, I that's about the only way i would do it here's the thing we talked a bit about this i think when when we were talking about rise of skywalker and what to do about carrie fisher this is unfortunately not the first time <laughs> We as a podcast or as a fandom have had to talk about what do we do about a major character passed away, uh, the actor passing away. And and we had talked about possibly recasting um, and um, and and part of that is just like personally, I don't I don't have an ethical issue with it. I don't have necessarily a problem with that. If that's character is really important. I just myself have trouble taking myself out of it going the entire time going. Yeah. That's not that's the new character. I gotta say, I also have an issue with that when they when they do the CGI trick, like Carrie Fisher yep. in episode nine. I still cannot watch that movie without going, what scene do they take this from? How did they yeah, deposit this I in? Know. That's my problem, I understand. Yeah. 
Um, but no, like, I think it's yeah. I, I think it's a lot of people's problem. Honestly, yeah. I think those scenes you just feel like are you taken out of it. There's a cut and paste element to those scenes that are just sort of like, oh, the actors are just sort of this is all we can say in this moment because this is the right. footage we it's have. It's too limiting. Like it's so constrained in that regard. Yeah, and um, yeah, there's a lot of camp stuff that I question in that. Yeah, film, among <laughs> many other things. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. if <laughs> if you could write him into a new character. Um, our new actor, I think that probably would be preferred. But you could do something where it's like, I'll grant you one wish, and you like AI deep fake him until he gets to the you know mouth of the cave, and he's like, I wish to be young again, right? So we get instead we get him in his prime at like twenty you know five or something, um, or whatever age he picks, and then you pick a young actor. Like th- there's ways to do that. It- it's gonna feel, it's gonna feel forced no matter what they do if they do it that way. I, yeah, you know. I I feel like recasting is at least honest. It's just like we just recast and deal with it. You know, that's what, you know, they did that in Game of Thrones with a couple characters and they did it in Harry Potter. Did it in Harry Potter. Yeah. So they yep. I don't know what you're referring to, but I trust you. Um but, uh, uh like they did it with Dumbledore, which is a main character. The main really? actor passed away and they had the recast. Yeah, Dumbledore is recast like third or fourth in and I had no idea. Is, <laughs> yeah, and, and it and it is. Really, I mean, it's also a ton of makeup, but like the, those characters are both those actors both do such a great job with that character. Yeah. Um, but what I'll say is, it's like I, I part of me is 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 like what I don't want to necessarily see, which is what I suggested earlier, is that like if 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 the outline is written and it is the best possible way to tell that story, yeah, I don't want them having to pull a hard turn, hard left or turn hard right, right, to accommodate. The fact that they don't have this this actor, and like you know, we can talk about who we want to cast. I just want again, Travis is is talking uh, in chat, Good. and, and he you, has floated the the thought that you know we've seen online that I also, if you're going to recast, I'm I also agree with the big Lee Schreiber yeah push. I I, I like Lee Schreiber a lot. Um, is that who Travis things, mentioned? I think, yeah, Travis mentioned that he wanted to see him as Agent Callus, uh, which I think is also a great call. Yeah. If you do live yeah. action Agent Callus, but if not, Callis, like yeah. he could. <laughs> He would be he'd be okay. He'd be okay fit as as Valen, and I think that that is a character has a similar gravitas. Yeah, I mean yeah. the thing when you get the like platinum, grit, you know, silver hair, and you get the haircut right, and you get the beard full. There's you know you can get a white guy a certain age. We all look the same, so it it, it would work. Yeah, uh, and and you could do a bit of an Travis mentioned too, which is like when he first saw Rogue One, he thought it was going to be like when they did Tarkin, they thought they were going to obscure and do reflection. Yeah, which is a creative way to do it. So you could do something similar where you're not. Yeah. It's totally focused on his face constantly. But yeah, yeah, that's how I thought they were going to do Tarkin too, which was from the back or like only like sort yeah, of same. in shadow and silhouette, you know, just like just alluding to it. Did, did your audience gasp when they showed full Tarkin? Yeah. And I, I My gasped. audience yeah. gasped. Yeah. They were audible. I audibly yeah. gasped. Yeah. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, all right. <laughs> Here, take it Can back. I, yeah. uh, mate, I just had a very, uh, an interesting conversation this afternoon with my band actually talking about AI and using AI to create art. Um, and is it wrong? Because some people think it's the de- literally the devil. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the worst thing ever. And I have my own opinions, but I mean, deepfakes, AI, it's all there. It, it is an option. I, I think it honors the actor more if a new actor comes in and tries to honor the character that was created by Ray Stevenson, personally. But how, what are your guys' thoughts on AI, like deepfake technology? Oh, oh well, I mean, I mean, in, general, in this in this circumstance, okay, thank not you. generally. Thank you for keeping in, in it. art, yeah, in art, and specifically yeah. to make this uh, kind of art. In this one, I, part of me is like, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I feel like 
there's something soulless about using the AI to uh, to try to like pay homage to this character. Um, and I also my other thought about it is technologically is even there because like for Ada to work properly, they have to scrub so many hours of of footage and and like him as Balin Skull, we get an hour maybe of footage. I guess you could right. do other Ray Stevenson stuff, but then it's just like yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know. I just yeah. feel like where we're at, it's going to distract you, and yeah. uh, I, I, yes. I would I would ward against it, just given that I think it's a little too distracting. I think. I think what Star Wars does best is sort of try to keep a lot of stuff in camera and be practical. I mean, and just when you have these characters that are just full blown CGI, it can really distract the, the audience. And I think, I think I would be one of those people who's slightly distracted. Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I would never be able to see it otherwise. I mean, look at what yeah. they did with Luke at the end of season two, man. Yeah. Right. And that wasn't AI, but that was, I mean, they fixed so, it in, in, in Book of Boba Fett, but boy, was that rough. When that yeah, happens. yeah, the episode of Book of Boba Fett's actually but, pretty outstanding in terms of doing the deep fake sort of uh, yeah. young Hamill stuff. But I, yeah, I mean, I yeah. didn't. I and couldn't. It's broad daylight, like it's not too distracting. It's pretty good. I couldn't um, really buy into um, the. I couldn't buy into the deep faking Luke. It took me out of it a little bit. Like it just didn't look like. It didn't look like Mark Hamill at any. But, but just the mouth and the, the eyes are always rough. What yeah. about the what about the physicality of Ray, Ray Stevenson? We're not, we haven't even really well, talked about that. That is that. How do you duplicate that? I mean, listen. I mean, professional such actors, a imposing figure, yeah. such a I, powerful. That's why I think we come back to like someone like you need an actor who's like that. Like Leif Schreiber is a hulking. Yeah, he's a tall dude. Man, like he is a he is a big. He he reminds me of Ray Stevenson yeah. physically. That's why I kind of kept going back to him, like the physicality. Okay, it's a good pick. I mean, to, I mean, I'm not yeah. trying to like oversell it. Incredible. It's not gonna. Ha- it's also not gonna happen because the internet has gotten so hard on it that they're just yeah. like, we can't do it because well, we don't want to look like we're listening to the internet. The internet but, went hard on Rosario Dawson too. I think, like, you know, that's true. They like they yeah. were they. You don't feel like there was a weird hinge at the end of that to to put Shin Hati on the planet? Like I felt like oh, there was some editing there tricks was a going weird on there, sort of like. Yeah. Maybe she wasn't supposed. She, she was, was not. Yeah, she wasn't really supposed to be there. She was supposed to be there. No, it seemed weird. Okay. The whole we all felt whole... that. And yes. we were like, oh, okay. So Shin Hati is basically probably going to, uh, you know, fulfill whatever Balin's going to do, right? Like, I think that's their. Maybe trick that's just do. the way you do it. Yeah, I think. Which I, which I like. Itself. I like that character, but boy, did that ending feel like she was supposed to be Thrawn's right hand, you know, uh, force right. user. Yeah. And, and Carly yeah. was just like. Yeah. Wait, what? Why is she still on the <laughs> Why is she still on the planet? That's not what was supposed to happen. I'm like, no, I don't think it was. Yeah, it, yeah. explicitly tells her like her destiny lies in the, the known galaxy or right. whatever. And yeah. I was like, okay. right. And then she doesn't go, you know, which is captivating. And, and I think that's where we landed when we covered that episode was sort of like Shin Hati's there for a reason. And I mean, you know, I mean, maybe something could befall um, Balin's skull in like the first act of the first episode, and it's it, you know, and Shin Hati's there. To sort of, you know, but you still need someone to sort of play that character to pass the baton for the plot line onto Shinhati. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I know. mean, they could very much just go, he's missing. Like the, the, he walked into the, he walks in and walks into whatever, you know, thing is there and it's gone. And Shinhati feels, feels the loss of him in the force, right? You always have that, you always have that cheat with force users. Balin is no more what happened. I need to go find out what happened. Yeah. Ahsoka feels it. They all feel in the force. They all go to find out what happened. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Could do that as well. Looking forward to it. Anyways. Ahsoka season yeah, two. I did, I did want to raise that. Coming like, at some point, maybe. Yeah. Indeed. All right. Um, 
Is that it for Disney Plus, right? So Disney Plus, Star Wars, the future of Star Wars on Disney Plus is looking pretty strong. I mean, so we, yeah. we like do you want to do you want to talk twenty twenty four real quick to see where it's I going? I do. I was gonna say sure. let's like let's break it down by like like instead of waiting at the very end, let's talk about like live action cartoon like Disney yeah. Plus twenty twenty four. What's going on? What are we looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, so you know, uh, Skeleton Crew could be the first <clears throat> thing. Um, we don't know. That's John Watts series. I, th- I think so. Jude Law, right? It's like they brought out, they have like four child actors um, that are in that. And, you know, they're trying to get back to wherever they're trying to get back to. And Jude Law is helping them. Um, Amblin Entertainment sort of space galloping adventure with, uh, you know, Jude Law as a force, we- force wielder. Um, that sounds. So we're told. So we're told. Um, that sounds amazing. Right. That, that could be next yeah. thing. I mean, I don't know if we're going to go through all the, like, do you want to list them and talk about them? And do you want to talk well, about them? Uh, maybe as they come, because I right. don't know how much we've talked a lot about before, but the thing I'm excited about that is that's the one I, in some ways, have the least expectations yeah. about or or even understanding of where it could possibly, I know we know it's Mandoverse. I just have no idea where it's going to tie in. And part of me is looking forward to it because it seems pretty standalone. Yeah. And I'm kind of looking for something that is a little standalone. Yeah. And we'll see these, I mean, everything... Part of what happened with Man- with Mando and Ahsoka is I started to possibly see where the pieces are moving and where Boba Fett fits in for the movie of this, like how you pulled together. It all sounds like things. it was like go- a, a pitch, like a Goonies esque pitch about like kids yeah. pirate yeah. adventure sort of story. Yeah, because um, that could be really great, yeah. honestly. Yeah. With the this in the Star Wars galaxy with all the, the ships and the landscape uh, travel and they, they have yeah, landscapes the monsters and, and the creatures yeah. right like it could just yeah. be like you like you're on a planet and you gotta get off the planet and there's yeah. creatures and pure family fun yeah. like yeah. just a great viewing for the whole family that's what I'm imagining yeah. for that bad boy there um yeah and yeah. like Jude Law I'd, like that's just a that's just a like, dub what a yeah just a I dub. also yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were just watching something with him, and I'm like, "Oh, that's right. He's gonna be in. He's gonna They're be like in Star Wars plus Jude Law." I was like clapping. Was yes, like, <laughs> exactly. Sold. No, no, no more information needed. Yeah. I will say. Oh, we were watching. Um, oh, that's right. We were watching um, the What If season two. Uh, Jude Law so pops good. up in that. Yeah. Uh, we're way behind, but we watched the first four. Um, but I will say that uh, with with in terms of that, I think that's gonna premiere. On the earlier side, I think they're waiting because they like to wait to announce stuff after the last things happened. And I think they're trying to focus on the Echo show, the Echo Marvel show that's dropping right. next week. And I'm guessing after that drops, we'll get a skeleton crew coming. I'm going to guess March. I'm going to go with March is my Okay. Cut. Okay. Love yeah. that. Love that. Would love to see that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so we already talked about Bad Batch season three, that um, yep. that's on the slate. That should be exciting and terrifying and um, enthralling in a secret way. Yeah. And final season, right? Yeah. That's, that, that's yeah. it. I love that's that it. he's like, yep. nope, that's going to be it. This is going to be the arc. It's the, and like, like Adam had said, you know, years ago, it was going to be about the clones handing off to, uh, to the stormtroopers, which is a wild premise for a show, but here we are um really cool uh then you know i mean the the big one for me is the acolyte uh leslie headland's um you know it, it, tail end of the high republic dark side yeah. adventure could, yeah. can i can i pause sure sure breaking news all right from our from our uh from the person that's on our chat <laughs> foreign correspondent 
Yeah, like seriously. Uh, again, we'll take everything with a great thought, uh, assault, which he says as well. But like, uh, so he said he had a, a friend who did a concept art for the Willow show. Oh yeah, loved it with, uh, um, with our boy yeah. Uh, Kasdan. Yeah, yeah, John Kasdan, and yeah, we had good, um, we had great things to do at Willow. So again, this is like a game of telephone. But he said that his friend said that Skeleton Crew was pitched as a sequel to the Last Jedi, focusing on those kids, but it ended up getting changed at the end. Oh. Which, which is oh, like, fantastic. I totally buy it. Yeah. Now that you said that, like, never thought I'm like, oh, that's right. We never did see what happened to those kids. Broom like, boy. We knew we never would, but like, Broom Boy, right? So yeah. fascinating. Yeah. If they just then, but they wanted everything to be in the era of yeah. the Mando yeah. show. So it makes sense that sure. they kind of refit it probably yeah. to be that. Anyway, sorry. Good help. No, it. no. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. Love it or hate it. I actually kind of love it. Like, uh, Kathleen Kennedy makes things make sense. She, you know, she has, you know, she kept the story group for a reason. It's just like she's organizing the stuff to make sense and to to feed the larger story. And it's like, would I have loved the Broom Boy story? Probably. But like, you know, they're like, no, let's she's like, I love the story. You did all the work. You did great stuff. But let's let's put it in a different era and and have it yeah. after this other story. Um, we'll see them at Ray's Academy. I mean, if we got a Broom Boy story, we didn't get like explicit evidence that tied like ties some other characters to major characters before that story. I'd be like, yeah, I, I still have questions lingering from the sequel trilogy. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I feel like this what? is not no, going to be a Last Jedi podcast. It was, it was, it was, it was cleanly told, yeah. and there are no dangling threads whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, but it, you know, it, it can be a parable that applies to Broom Boy and whatever later. It's like this is a story that happened. These are the sort of things that went on for Force Sensitives in a non Jedi friendly world. I mean, that is a very important story, I think, to tell. It's sort of like, okay, there's still people that can use the Force, but there's no Jedi to teach them. So, what work? Like, how does this work? Yeah, that's fascinating to have this sort of um, person who's not indoctrinated with any with the Jedi Order, yeah. the Sith, in any way, and sort of their awakening with the force yeah. and what, what they do with that power and how they use it with their friends. And when their friends are in jeopardy, of course they're going to use that power. I, I see almost stranger things esque formula yes. deploy there where in one of the kids is force sensitive, right? Yeah. Has powers. Skeleton, um, the font is actually very stranger yeah. things too. It's like, yeah. There's a, there's a stranger things vibe to that. It's yeah. almost like <laughs> we need a stranger things. Skeleton. Skeleton. Group. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now everyone in Stranger Things is now thirty-seven. And, and you know, so we uh, got it in, in the first like the Jedi uh, Fallen Order video game. You know, we know that like yeah. one former Jedi was like, someone needs to take care of the kids. We need to find them. We need to bring them together. We need to do whatever. You know, and and um, Sarah Junda was going from a very macro level, trying to find the sort of font of knowledge, this like you know data cube that would do it. But maybe there's some people doing it in a more organic way. This is my new favorite flavor of Jedi is just Jedi that just like step into a community and do the best they can. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's like, that's my favorite thing. See a problem, fix a problem, yeah. solve a problem. Exactly. Problem oriented, uh, problem oriented Jedi. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you can't fix a galaxy, yeah. but you can just do the best you can wherever you, you fix are. a problem. Yeah. And yeah. let the force guide you, you know, to wherever you need to go. And, uh, I bet there's a bunch of other Jedi. Who's, the, who's the Jedi we're talking about? Well, here. I think, I think Jude law, you know, is is that is he a jedi yes i think he is he's 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 not like dj with the force or something <laughs> here we go that's like my read of his uh, character i think far. he's i think sort he's a, like, I, see if it wasn't for kumail and uh and in, in um obi-wan and obi-wan i really thought he would be a, like a huckster who just was fake, like a bard fake using the force but i don't, I don't know. know 
is, but it's just. I thought he would be more like a um, oh, what's his name? Lox Fox, uh, Geodes uh, pilot. What's his name? Oh, Leox. Leox. Oh, Leox. I thought yeah. he was kind of like a Leox type guy. That was going to be my bet for, um, uh, you know, sort of fast and loose um, scoundrel. That's just, but actually, well, I'm hoping he's like a treasure hunter. If we're talking Goonies here, like yeah. maybe he's a treasure hunter. Maybe this is a treasure hunt in hut space or pirate spread space of the, the pirate nations. And, yeah. you know, we have Gorian Shard out there, right? Set up in Mando season three. Yep. yep. Almost like, we're, we're gonna maybe see that ship again um what's her name oh. uh oh my god i'm sorry my brain is just like not working um takodana maz kanada uh maz kanada's out there right mm-hmm. um you know yeah. she's maybe a pirate queen maybe she's just in her castle that's actually that would actually be incredible if like the quest almost comes from maz to find some treasure yeah she's but peter nyango is just incredible yeah that, yeah, that that's a great character. They've used her a lot in the um, comics, but I feel like you know you could use her in live action to great effect um, to be the the wizened um, mentor to certain people. Um, and that you know how yeah, yeah. that show's coming. Can't wait for Skeleton Crew. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. So then you know Acolyte. Anyways, we were going to move on to that. Oh, Acolyte. Yeah, uh, this is all of our most anticipated show, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, especially after Rise of the Red Blade, which is another um, uh, novel that came out this past year that is fantastic. And they actually like did the dark side writing justice, I think. Yes. You know, yeah. I, I think that's probably the hardest thing to do in Star Wars is to create a like reasonable tale for a person that does bad things. And, um, you know, I this sort of like that fall to darkness. You know, I mean, we, we saw it with Anakin to an extent, but like you know, in a different setting in this time period, it's fascinating because we, we assume that the Sith are threadbare, you know, they don't have no seat of power. They're not doing anything. So, um, you know, I, I have to believe it's going to feed into the Sith a little bit and like, how is that going to work? And, um, I, yeah, I, I think the other thing it does, and we'll talk about this in the books is it, it, it seems to be, I mean, this, this is a, for those of our viewers who don't know, but I'm, I'm guessing you do it. It is that the, Taylor end of the High Republic, so it's going to take place kind of well after the yeah. books. But we do know Keith Trennis is going to be in it. You, yeah, wait, or Vernestra Rose is going to be Vernestra Rose. But we don't right, but yeah. Vernestra Rose an alien, right? So like, um, I I wonder if oh, yeah, she's like, a Miralon. Yeah, so she could have you know longer age, life, slower, yeah, longer life. But part of me is just like we we've been talking about how in Phase Three. Of the High Republic, which we'll get to in cover books, we expect to see a Sith reveal at some point, right? Or at least Dark Side reveal. Yeah. And I think we've if, been hoping I, for that. I, I I, for yeah, if hoping, I, I'm I'm going to say expect. <laughs> um, but if they don't, it's not going to be like ruined. I just I I'd be shocked they didn't. And I feel like especially now with the with we know the acolyte is is steeped in the dark side and the Sith, it, it'd be weird to have that show, which is which is advertising its connection to the higher public, right? It's not saying it's the same thing, but it's taking place with the same characters that it'd be shocking not to set that up in the books somehow. Yeah. We're getting that slow, that slow drip now too, with, we got the Aslan Rell character who's sort of yep. a fallen Jedi, a heretic. Many of the, uh, the Jedi masters will say, um, that's, that's sort of signifying new territory. He must've delved into the dark side elsewhere in the galaxy. Yeah. 
could we be getting into some dark lords? Could we get into the acolytes? You know, uh, the the Sith Eternal. Like, could that be a thing? Basically, could that be a contingent of sort of like followers more than just dark lords in hiding? You know what I mean? Are there is there, are there yeah. more machinations to whatever this person's an acolyte of? You know, it's not just because I, I, it's hard for me to think this is going to be a character who's the acolyte of a of a singular dark lord. Like, I don't. No, yeah. I think it's part it's of just, a system. That's, that's just not what I'm think this show is going to be. I think it's going to be a low level part of a system. Like it's like right. it's like it's just, what is right. like the lowest level of Scientology? Like, yeah, they yeah, they don't what... know that Xenu is a thing yet, right? Like they haven't told about Xenu yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's what Alkali kind of says. It's funny cuz I think the same thing and in, therefore I think we must be wrong. You know, well right. I, it's part of it though. <laughs> if we all think the same thing that... for no reason, like yeah, I don't know. Well, is part of it that this character discovers like because being sold on the dark side, it might be pretty easy when you're not talking about evil and machinations and domination about, but about connecting to your feelings, using your feelings for power, right? Like all of the yeah. things that cult sells you on, and it's somewhere along the line, she, I, I don't, I don't even know what the main character is, but I, it is, a, I do know the actor. It's an actor. It's an actress, right? It's a woman. So I'm gonna say she, um, or they discover at some point the secret of the Sith. Right. And that might be what it sets this character's journey on the path of like, oh, wait, I didn't know I was like part of this thing where these these people are like want to kill everyone and, you know, conquer the galaxy. That might be where we get this right. That she discovers, you know, the Sith. Yeah. Interesting. And there's a ton of Jedi in it, too. So it's obviously mm-hmm. going to have some. Well, wow, Rebecca Henderson is Vernestra Rowe. Wild. Jody. So I'm looking at the cast. Um, and there's like a, a except well, Junis, yeah. Junis, uh, Sumato, uh, it, Sutamo is, is in there as is the other, is the, is, is the, is the, right? is the yeah. character. So, uh, I, it gets Junis to do Kel Naka yeah. is the his name's Kel Naka, no, allegedly. I wish it's not yeah. I Charlie know. Barnett, Manny Yacinto, Lee Jung Jae is a Jedi master. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss is a Jedi master or a Jedi. Love it. I we need more Carrie Moss. I mean, say what you will about Matrix Four. Uh, I, I will. I will say thank you for more Carrie Moss in my yeah, in, my, in life. my life. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Amanda Stenberg, Daphne Keen, um, Jody Turner Smith. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're great. Right. Um, Sounds like a lot of familiar names. Yeah. So you've got you know a lot of Jedi. They're being very coy. It's not going to be like the acolyte is played by. Um, and Darth Tenebris is played by. Um, no, I do wonder gonna... if there's sort of fallen Jedi happening as well in this story. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You've been you've yeah, been called. And I wonder. Yeah. I mean, again, we'll get to we'll get to the books, but I think we're going to see some of that coming up. Yeah, in, in uh, High Republic in the Phase Three of High Republic. So we have a really fun thing, a precedent happening here, where it's it seems like we're delving into the Sith for the. This is what's so tantalizing and exciting for me, which is I feel like we're finally sort of, uh, sort of exploring this the the Sith and where the Sith are going to take place in the canon. Basically, what, what what their legacy is going to be in the actual canon seems like something that's starting yes. to unfold here. And maybe that's the next ten years of Star Wars. Maybe that's the next twenty years of Star Wars. Maybe the Sith can give you the the juice, the fuel you need to sort of like bring back the brand. And I, I do think the acolyte has to hit. And I do think, yeah, um, sort of whatever the High Republic's major reveal is at the very end mm-hmm. of these novels has to hit in a way that's 
that feels like um you know like uh, uh organic to what we what yeah we know about the Sith. I, I I think you made a really good point. I think I think a lot is 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 hinging on the acolyte. A lot. It's not even just yeah. High Republic stuff. And and Travis mentioned in, in chat about how like he's enjoyed what he's read, but like it's hard to connect when it's literature only, right? Yeah. And you haven't seen these people in live action. Yeah. I think I think adding these characters, as he mentioned, kind of will will kind of connect everything. And that's part of it is that like I, I think they can take a flyer on these books because books are lost leaders to be frank like they're not looking to make a profit on the comics of the books yep. they're just they're there they get people they see star wars they go into the bookstore they see star wars they go into the comic book shop they see star wars they think to go watch a star war um this might as he mentioned as we're talking about drive people back to see those books but the other thing i think it's really doing if it succeeds and this is not to put too much pressure on leslie headland and others is that like this is the first show we are getting that is truly outside the timeline of any of the movies every other show has been within the timelines of the movies in some way yeah and this is the first thing going back and this is going to i'm very nervous about reactionary producing but that's the reality of how things are produced in hollywood especially post strike is that if this thing doesn't succeed right there's part of me is like bye bye um uh the uh dawn of the jedi movie oh there's part of me that gets yeah. real scared about that well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd prefer to not get too deep into the business. You're not wrong, Adam. You're not wrong. And <laughs> you still want to think about I, it. I've spent yeah. most of my, but, like, the yeah. past 10 years just trying to ignore calls like that. You know, when when yeah. Solo didn't do well, I was like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. But, you know, we never got well, what happened? We never got more yeah. of the Soloverse, right? And it was like... no, And no movies outside of the saga. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, so they, they, you know, had to rethink. So, so I, what you're saying is absolutely, um, correct. Um, but I, I think there's a lot. Of I think those movies are already, already too far along, not far along, but I think like the Dawn of the Jedi movie seems strategic like play. everything's aligning to do it, yeah. that, to to backpedal on that so. would be really yeah. tough. I well, we know point. Iger has been, bleh, sorry, every time I hear say his name now, uh, <laughs> that he, uh, that he is all about movies now. It's yeah. movies, movies, movies. Right. So, so I hope you're right. right. I think that's a good and th point. there's yeah. been some news I saw today actually about like, there's been like Paramount and a Disney was named and like, are thinking about combining forces on the video on demand. Cause they've all been struggling. Um, which is not yeah. a good sign for these things going forward, but I think Paramount's looking for someone to buy yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it makes sense. I don't know why they ever thought they would survive. They're yeah. not big enough. Yeah, IP. I mean, Disney. I like their business model, um, and I hope they stick with it. But again, Bob Iger, something, something. Um, yeah. But you know, I want to see what Grant was just talking about, where there's like we get ten years of Sith stories, and personally, it's not a sexy story. But like, what about the opposite side of the Yoda coin, like? What about the Sith Master? Because we know there is a lineage from Darth Bane all the way to Darth Sidious. Because otherwise, there it wouldn't exist. There's at least two, so it's like that's the thing. Who's it's also a who's yeah. who's the who's the Darth the 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 Darth whatever the Sith in hiding that's just biding his time, waiting for his moment. And what are they doing? And like I I, I would love that story. I want to know what's up with that. And I'd love to flesh out. It's like a thousand years. It's literally a thousand years where we don't really know. And like they haven't canonized Plagueis yet. That would fill up another hundred or so years, maybe 200 because you got Tenebris before Plagueis. But, um, you know, and I think Tenebris makes a lot of sense to put in this show. 
but it's like who came before them the and thing why is are when they, you introduce Sith doing? lords yeah. you're gonna have to wrap a theme around them they're gonna have to come back and sort of dominate what the entire story of a film is about right mm-hmm. so it's like however you're going to explore the sith like however you explore these dark lords of the past there has to be some sort of compelling narrative well, around me- that i wouldn't be surprised if it sort of leans on the vader luke stuff we've seen already and uh, ray and yeah. you know the kylo stuff where it's, it's, it's sort of this battling with the dark side and sort of it, it it's subsuming them or you know something like that but it's like there's human elements to these dark characters that you could bring in and sort of explore and and obviously there's sort of shakespearean you know operatic things you can do and mythical things you can do with these characters yeah. so it's, it's, it's going to be tough bringing them in and that's i think what i'm I'm thinking yeah. about the most. Like, what what is the villain of back then? Yeah, you know, what is the villain in the far future? Like, what what are we what are we dealing with? Well, here? what are they? Who are who are these characters? I think the limiting factor is the Kiati Mundi paradox, right? Like, or like the Kiati Mundi problem, which right. is, you have to they they can't be seen by a Jedi for a thousand years, so they have to do yeah. something, but they can't be seen by a Jedi, and it's like so you could do these insipid try like power plays. But like the mastermind can never fully reveal himself to the Jedi yet. Oh, the plague is novel is so so brilliant yeah. because it's just a lot of like, you know, back back of the house deals, uh, you know, with the banking guild yeah. and sort of uh, the corporate alliance and things like that. And it's like life extension. That that's just super interesting to me. I'm like, yeah. this is this is just very interesting that they've sort of like and the idea that, that the corruption and the Sith are, are in finance <laughs> and like in the sort of uh, uh the commerce sector of, yeah. of what's yeah. going on in the galaxy. I, it's kind of interesting. I, I, was like, that's I know you know sorry Adam I'll let you go. I just want to no, make no, one no, statement and I think yeah. if we have a little downtime in the winter like early 2024 I think we should review Plagueis and do like a hardcore Plagueis review. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> like for real. Yes, you really. Know? We have, yeah. by the way, we are yeah. going to be rife with downtime this year based on the release schedule. So we're going to do a lot of these things, and this is the stuff I love. Like I, that is on audiobook now. I will 100 percent be able to get through that in a week. I think we should totally do that. So this leads me to two things. One, um, and it's kind of connected to something that Travis said, but I want to steal Grant's idea. Grant, you had talked about doing kind of like a Palpatine like origin story right and, oh and i always picture that the as style like of the kill bill animation i want to be on record <laughs> yes so so <laughs> can very i specific can i steal that but something that ben you mentioned is that my favorite thing about the rule of two is that there's only two yeah and so you could theoretically tell the entire history of the sith from darth bane's rule of two to palpatine in a series because you could jump dozens of years especially because we know sith are long-lived so you could very easily just tell the entire lineage of the Sith through Let's anime, do this one more time. anime style. Yeah, yeah, like like through Actually, that way. And you yeah. could even, but you could even do that is based on the characters, um, uh, th- their characteristics and and their personalities. Change up the animation style, which relates to something that Travis mentioned. That like, so Lucas told McDermott that Palpatine was over a hundred years old when when he was kind of talking to him about yeah. Palpatine. <laughs> So the math works that you could get a really young Palps in the Acolyte. I mean, he said he's probably not going to see it. It's cheap, but like, if that That's math is interesting. accurate. That's interesting, man. Yeah. I I love what you're talking about. And also, so this was my theory uh, for Tales of the Jedi. I guess it's not really Jedi because it would be Tales of the Sith. 
but like to do it also why not just make tales of the sith yeah Yeah. so option one is to do tales of the sith and actually have it be some of these characters and like we know that like tenebris plagueis and sidious were obsessed with long life but maybe they were obsessed with long life because they're like 20 previous predecessors predecessors died in five years and like how funny yeah. would it be if it was like and then they took power and then they died and then they took power and then they died and then they took you know it's like they just kept you know there was this huge turnover and you could do like really kind of amazing things if there was like fast fast turnover battles and wars within the sith that no one knew about and like that's why no one's heard of them because they were busy killing each other yeah and i mean you could just i mean the problem is like it would just be hilarious to tell these stories and you have some of these characters that are like short-lived long-lived but to have one story be like the five minute Sith. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the, the person exactly. who was like who was who was a Sith for five like, minutes. For five minutes. Yeah. It's, yeah, and then got killed. It's like this is it. I am. I am. Yeah, yeah. and then done. Done in immediately. Yeah, yeah. you actually there be it's I, dark, yeah. but it'd be like hilarious comedy dark baits like through that yeah. whole like thing there. Where were you yeah. gonna say, Grant? Sorry. No, no. I just I feel like there's ways to do it. I I almost think like. Uh, I, I would love to see sort of like or understand maybe when the Sith had an army and sort of what happened with that army and how much territory they had and sort of like that canonized because I feel like there's legend stuff that just talks about Sith space yeah. and a sector of the galaxy that's completely dominated by the Sith and the, the even the you know the, the core worlds were eventually captured by the Sith at one point you know in legends and things like that i would just i would just love to know how how big were the sith in the actual canon and sort of like that stuff for that stuff to be established would be really really cool and i almost think of the secret sauce if you want to go explore the sith is like let's explore the time when the sith controlled the galaxy that allows you to completely invert the the whole you know game board basically where it's like now it's actually the sith who are doing all these like you know, um, transit stops and, you know, scanning you for chain codes and like all this sort of stuff, all the, the this classic process stuff yeah. we know from Star Wars. I mean, that's, that's it's, the story, dude. Like that's my bucket list Star Wars story. I want to see before I die is like, how did the Jedi emerge from the Jedi Sith Wars? Right. And how did the Jedi yes. win the yeah. day from that darkness, yeah. right? From the galaxy being completely controlled. The ultimate the win. How did they retake yeah. the yeah. galaxy? How do they establish the Republic? You know, like that's that's actually the story that I'm dying to yeah. see. Absolutely, you know, man. Then raising that Republic flag, you know, like they're, you know, to, to winning basically like, you know, recapturing the core or whatever they need to do, sort of take back the galaxy. Yeah. So I, I so I said, you know, Tales of the Sith would be my number one choice for that animated series that's allegedly coming out next year. Um, my number two choice would be a Tales of the Jedi but uh, with high Republic characters and this feeds into what, you know, Travis was saying or, or whoever, I'm sorry that that person was, that was mentioning. It was like, yeah, let's start fleshing out these characters um, from the novels into more high profile mediums. Like an animated series with Vernestra Rowe would be amazing, you know, or, you know, Stellan Geos or, you know, man or Keith Trennis or skier or like any of these fantastic, you know, care bell Zetafar would be amazing. Um, yeah, all those, you know, it, I think that's, that's a tales of Jedi. I want to see, I, I know he's kind of Same. plugging whole like plot holes, I think, and sort of catching people up who aren't into like, aren't reading books and comics. He's trying to sort of catch them up on what's been going on in the background and that's necessary work and it's great and I'll love it. But it's like, I, I'm not, I don't know. I, I can't watch it's Tales a, of Jedi one again. I just can't. I can't watch a lot. No, I, I, I can't. Even. I don't. 
feel a need to watch it again. It didn't really do anything for me. And it feels like it's just one of those things where it just feels like oddly named. Like, why are you calling yourself Tales of the Jedi if you're not really Tales of the Jedi? You're Tales of Yaddle getting killed and a bit of Ahsoka and a bit of Dooku. It's Dooku as a Jedi, which is like, okay, but it was like a very, I mean, listen, Filoni has a very light touch these days. And I really like that. And, and he had a very light touch with, with Dooku in that series. It was kind of like, yes, he felt slighted. He was denied certain things. He was a little, a bit of a rogue and, you know, and then he went the wrong way, you know, but it was like, it, it didn't overly explain it. He did the same thing in Ahsoka, I think to great effect where it was sort of, you have to sort of fill in the gaps yourself, which I, I think we need more of in all media yeah. these days. But yeah, I don't, you know, I feel like that show was for not the hardcore nerds that already kind of know all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I'm with you. I just want kind of standalone. Here's an episode about yeah. this Jedi. Here's an episode about that Jedi or, or uh, Travis mentioned the episode that talks about Kellen Beck and uh, Grogu. Yep. Like maybe you fill in that story. Yep. Over yeah. there. Kellen Beck. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, yeah. Right. Like what do they do after the temple? Like getting away from yeah. the temple yeah. and, you know, yeah. Stuff. How did how did Keller so, make, like, I'd of rather see it there than take a full episode of The Mandalorian. I exactly. don't need it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, uh, you know, so we've sort of mentioned a bunch of the novels. There's a billion of them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we're going to summarize all of uh, Phase Two of High Republic. Um, you know, we just did a full month on High Republic, so we're caught up yeah. on that right now. Um, if you're sort of new to our podcast, the last four episodes were all High Republic. Um, catching us up getting us from phase two to phase three um we've gotten our first taste of phase three and where they're going um and it's fantastic and it's great you know we we did phase two it was a lot of backstory it's sort of the origins of the hill um which was great um fascinating some yeah. new characters obviously some old characters the you know the nameless are there um you know um quest for planet X was there. Um, that was fantastic. And then, you know, there was other Star Wars novels too. Crimson Climb um, was, I mean, so Crimson, Super good. Crimson Climb and Rise of the Red Blade were, I, I think, top 10 novels for me. Like, I, I, I yeah, they're and really, I, really good. Each new novel, I sort of slide back in, into the top 10 somewhere. But um, I adored both of those. Jedi Battle Scars was not the novel I was expecting. Um, no, and it was it was it was just a great standalone novel that was a companion piece yeah, for. It was fun. It felt like an adventure. Like I will yeah. say, great ensemble sort of adventure. It, it, I, I really, I say, was not expecting what it was. I was not expecting it to be as uh, horny as it was. I'll just Horniest say it right novel now. Ever. Um, uh, and and what I appreciate about reading that book is, you know, like it was tied into to Jedi Survivor, <clears throat> which we should talk about and. Too. We will, and I did not expect it to. I expected to enhance that game, but not in the way that it did, which was a single cutscene. Right, the game sort of undercuts what happens in the book, except for a single cutscene where you get like clearly implied that. Uh, and I'm blanking on all of the Grease, characters. Grease lost his arm. <laughs> Grease lost his arm, but like there's like an implied sex scene in that game. Yeah, Marin and Cal. between Marin and and. And uh, and what's his name? Cal Kestis. The Cal Kestis. Well, well, yeah. I mean, so they smashed in the game. Spoiler alerts. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. And, but like the book was all that. Like the book was all the sexual tension between those two characters. Right. 
which then paid off in that one cutscene. So I was not expecting that to be the payoff. Yeah. But I but I was like fully invested when that cutscene happened. I'm like, yeah, finally, like finally. I thought he was yeah. totally friend zoned, but then he wasn't. So I, yeah, I thought he was friend zoned because Marin had, you know, chose this other stormtrooper character. Yeah, clearly pansexual, which is cool, man. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I. Th- it was just it was just like interesting that they had feelings when I thought it was platonic. But it's, yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah, they allude in the out. book that it was sort of like, you know, everyone was like, you know, Cal is like obsessed with you, and she's like, what? And so like, I think that was yes. the thing where she's like, That's then true. she was yeah, like, there's... oh, my best friend that we do all this fun stuff with all the time is interested in me. Yeah, and, and then had some yeah. separation of time, which always you know makes the heart grow fonder Indeed. and. Then yeah, you add it together in a, I, in a sandstorm and you put to get two people in a cave. And, hey, what's going to happen? Kill a couple stormtroopers, see what develops. Yeah. 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 Um, you're in a cave and it's a sandstorm. Right. Exactly. Well, that book and the game together was just a great pairing, I thought. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just fun. It was too. just like, and I'm, I feel bad that I don't have the author's name on the tip of my tongue for um, Sam Maggs. Oh, Sam Maggs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, right. It, Thank it, you, Grant. <laughs> Sam Maggs was given nothing and she, right? Female? I believe yes. so. Um, a, oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm so ignorant, but I am. So this is the truth. Um, um, uh, just oh, like, you mean in terms of understanding, knowing about the game development and where no, the story is? Sam Maggs is a woman, correct? correct? You keep talking. I will Google. Um, uh, yes. Yes. She, I just want to use proper Yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. She's a woman. And yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, um, identifies as she, her. Yep. Okay. Um, I just I just wanted to say she did a fantastic job. She was given nothing yeah. and she sl- like just wrote a fantastic read with these characters that you know, they're great characters. So we should also talk about Jedi Survivor, which I, I think was a quantum leap above Jedi Fallen Order, which I loved. Um not just because of the gameplay, which was more extensive, it was a little more open world, there was all this other like um customizability and the aesthetics were amazing. Um, but the story connected the high Republic to yeah. this, like, you know, to the, the rule of the empire. Right. And, um, it was just, it's such a good story. Yeah. Wonderfully weaved into yeah. the, the story that all the high Republic stuff, Tana lore and Shintari Cree and yep. uh, Dagon Mara. That guy. You Dagan pulling Mara? all the names yeah. out. This guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I can't remember a single one, but I, I loved the, the i mean i sniffed out about halfway through that what's his name was going to betray um really cal yeah it just was like who's this new dashing hero and why right. haven't we met him before and I'm, I'm, I, I'm always suspicious of those of those characters but again a great job of telling a a story that you're sympathetic and you have to fight this guy and i'm just like i don't want to do i was this. confounded that i had to fight that guy i know yeah that is my biggest complaint because that's how that's how real it was because it was like it um what's his name his the actor's name is Noshir dalal and i'm trying to get his character name but like for some reason like because of the b doesn't it it's like bode bode Bode. right so yeah i mean that's the whole point is you're just like wait so can we do a recap on this i'm fighting my brother was his daughter being held by the imperials on that facility on nova garen or or so he had no choice yeah Yeah. uh he didn't he didn't it was he he kind of ended up going along with it in the end to kind of get um see i had thought that he almost willingly just lived with 
on he did he did towards the end like he flipped because he used to be a jedi and then he kind of i think he thought that was the same like it's it's the you know it's it's that's the the path to hell is paved with good intentions (laughs) like he did it for his daughter and then kind of bought in yeah but like i i love that story i thought it was so well told i will say that moment there's a moment at the beginning of the game, and I've talked about it so much, but I just wanted to mention this. We're talking about best of this year, is the moment at the beginning of the game when you're on Coruscant and you take on one of the so one cool. of the one of the um the sisters of the Inquisitorious. Nice and sister, yeah. it is like the most Jedi moment because we often talk about and and myself as someone as a pacifist, uh having never had that actively tested in my life, so it's easy to say. Um, but like uh where where we talk about the Jedi, they have lightsabers, they battle, they have to take lives. And he takes her life, but he spends the time before doing it reminding her, you were good, you were this. Like, this, this is a moment, it just felt like the most Jedi moment of there's no other option but to take this life, but I'm not going to let her die without honor and reminding her that there's good in her, right? Like, there's that moment I just love in that, in that, in that beginning of that game where I was just bought in completely. And that's like the first 15 minutes of that game, and I'm like, Yes, get Jedi in this game, even though I'm going to like yeah. chop through thousands oh of my things gosh. for the next well, 10 hours. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. that third game, and we're probably not going to get it for a couple of years, but like uh, Cal is f- really close to the dark side. <laughs> I mean, he's he's using yeah. a blaster to kill people. He's you're just yeah. you kill everything. You kill animals, you kill everything. And, you know, in like Rise of the Red Blade, every time they take a life, it's like they feel it in their heart. And like yeah. Cal's like, nope, yep. it's fine. <laughs> it's so it's just so hard to make a video game yeah, around Jedi, yeah. right? That's like honest. But um, speaking of the third game, you know, and we were talking about it being connected to the higher public, and also, you know, one thing we didn't talk about that Travis mentioned is it's connected to Obi Wan, right? Because it talks about the path, right? Yeah. It's connected mm. to yeah. the mm. path. And do you wonder? And his question is like, do you think, or if he wonders if like some of the other characters, like Reva or others, might show up in the third game? Right now that they've pulled in the path, like you could continue some of these character stories in the third that, game. I think that is the next like escalation of that game. It'd be nice to get some named characters in there. A Quinlan boss would be amazing. Yeah. You know, you start like bringing in new Jedi and you can pick which Jedi you want to play and they all have different styles and like, you know, they, you know, they expanded your fighting techniques with Cal and he can do all these sort of things. But I think like it would be fun to play new characters that each had their own design sets of fighting yeah, styles. And I, I I'm sorry for anyone if I'm spoiling Jedi Survivor, but like I'm spoiling right. it right now. You know, you get to play Sarah Jinda and you have like a, a discrete set of skills that you can use for Sarah. And it's like um Siri, Sarah. I, I you know, they I think it's Siri Sarah. Jinda. Yeah. Siri Jinda. Yeah. Um you know Seer. Okay, you're right. Seer, Seer Jinda, sorry. Um and so, you know, I think that would be the next thing. It would be kind of fun to be playing some, you know, named characters, even if they're new that we haven't seen before. But, like, if you get a Quinlan boss in there, that would be really cool. You know, I, yep. that, that series Well, can't count out touch things and sort of go back. Like, they could do more of the sort of uh, the, the tactile sort of force visions where he's touching objects yeah. and yep. psychometry or whatever that's called. Like, you could do more with that in terms of, like, living in the shoes of other jedi and then that third game could be like yeah. let's be this jedi during this clone wars battle for like Ooh. a fun mission let's be this, like that you know, that would yeah. be wild jedi who had to fight vader again but it's a different scenario i mean if you do want to go into old eu 
Well, to get oh, you could get you could go enough. way back if you went into like I mean, no, no, but like the power of the old EU is like they learned how to like um um why can't I think of his name uh Solo uh Jason Solo yeah learned how to time slip and time travel and actually like affect change. All Not saying right. we need to go there, but it, but it is a dark side power, right? It's, it's the kind of, of thing like, that like you know. Filoni and Filoni alone could do. Yeah, <laughs> it has the license to do. Filoni just draws a line with a wolf and just like walks into a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. Yeah, I, yeah, pretty pretty amazing stuff. Um, that yeah, that game's great. Again, it's gonna be a minute. Oh, but that's another thing we're gonna get in 2024. We might get a new game. Um, I think we're allegedly going to, but sorry, that yeah, there's I, we'll see. Couch, it's a definite maybe. Um, yeah, but uh, it is uh, scan not scoundrels outlaws. outlaws thank right? you, outlaws. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's going to be even more o- open world. It's funny how iterative this process is with with Jedi with Star Wars games. It's like they're just catching up, like little by little, like. I'm like, okay, how do we take right. the present technology? And-, and this one, you're you're sort of playing as a smuggler type yeah. character, K Vess, between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Age of Rebellion, Which, you know, or during the during the the Galactic war Soul. of the bounty hunters and right Crimson Rain. It's a weird time Crimson period Rain. when There's you look so at the comics. We'll talk about that in a minute. Lots of interactions. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Yeah, I can't wait for this. I, it's open world. Like you're gonna get the sense of jumping on a speeder bike and like racing across, <clears throat> you know, like the the desert landscape and, and the suns the suns setting. You know, plural. Uh, you're gonna get that sensation. You're gonna. Yep. I guess there's there's actual like you know um, space travel as well. I'm, I'm guessing. I wonder how it's gonna work. I think um, um, games like. Uh, Starfield, I think, outlined really fun ways you can do it that aren't too in, too intensive on sort of graphic, you know, engines. Uh, in terms of like, you can have a ship just kind of go to the atmosphere and fly, you know, from there. I, I do, I do hope maybe there's more aerial flight than was in uh, Survivor. I'm, I'm hope, given that you're a smuggler character, I'm hoping there's like some ship. I gameplay. hope so. I feel like that's a little bit. You know? Like we got we got what was that Starfighter? No, it was the name of the the squadrons. We got squadrons. Remember squadrons for PS right. for PlayStation? Which like play Strictly that ship combat. Yeah, yeah, but I think Starfighter. we need to add some of that in. Like we need that again. Uh, not to like uh, you know again get your bingo cards out and uh, Adam's going to talk about galaxies again. But like that added when you had that ability to not just like go to a spaceport, wait for your thing to load for fifteen minutes because you know it was the it was the aughts yeah uh but you could like hop into your spacecraft and then like fly around in low orbit and and in the in the in the thing and then jump to hyperspeed like that's that's what i want in a game like we want i want a little bit of space battle it doesn't have to be like super amazing but just give me some yeah yeah squadrons is too much for me i like it was too much like they tried to make it this like multiplayer like hardcore game i like i couldn't even get through the like regular game I just got my butt yeah. kicked so hard. I was yeah, I was getting destroyed, destroyed in that game. In I game. I was okay, not to, to humble brag, but I was doing okay in it for whatever reason. Not great. Did you finish but the like, like the narrative though? Yeah, I finished the okay. narrative and then I was in the multiplayer I was like hanging in there. Like you I was never gonna though, people online. Yeah. 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 But I was I was doing all right. But I wasn't like I wasn't like gonna like I wasn't gonna like win everything. Like to survive. I was like, I need to go fast, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, 
But I just, I just, at the end of the day, I was just like, I just, there's no, we talk, we talk about this when it comes to like, you know, Battlefront 2. It's just like, I need, I need a narrative. I can't just, like, cause I will get obsessed and never stop playing this game, you know, and it'll just be no good. So, yeah. which is similar to what happened with Red Dead Redemption 2, which is probably going to happen with Star Wars Outlaw. So, just make, that might be the last game I ever play. I am thinking you just <laughs> land on the planet and, or you fast travel to other planets. I, I, I can't imagine there's a lot of, Starship I mean, in, in like the demo space, you like you like break atmosphere and arrive in a space battle above the planet. And you're like, oh, and you like need to like escape the space okay, battle now to jump to hyperspace. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, that sounds amazing. I, I think it's like I'm saying, it's an iterative step towards the game we all want, which is like open. Like, I want to just be in Star Wars and, you know, in yeah. getting in a starship and blasting, you know, through like actually navigating hyperspace travel, I think is a, is a big step. Yeah. It's great. Between Empire and Jedi, like that is such a good yeah. place to put that game. It's a good time period. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's nice. Yeah. And I'm excited. I'm really excited to play a Star Wars game that is not possibly not centered around the Force. Uh, um, you know, which I, I like the Force. I like Jedi Survivor. But like this idea of just being a smuggler and just being like a like again back when I was playing the open world game uh, or the MMOPG, just being the uh, just being a bounty hunter was like the best thing ever. Right. <laughs> like, right. Not not having a ton of lightsabers flying around. Yeah. I loved Django Fett back in the day for, I don't know what console it was, oh, yeah. 64 maybe. I think. Um, great yeah. game. That was oh. good. That was a good game. Played on one of the PlayStations. Yeah, PlayStation I, they re-released it and I played a little bit of it. Yeah. Just too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, now right. it would be amazing. Like if they ever did, like, I, just for nostalgia purpose and just to like put a code on it, they need to make 1313. Like just to like, because it was like, just do it. We were now it'd have that sort of like meta zeitgeisty, like yeah. that you doubt, you know, buy in by all the fans. Yeah. Like it, it's got it already. So it's like, why not just? It, you could even do something where it's like, like Boba. It could be like Django Fett and maybe someone else. Like I guess not even Boba Fett and someone else. You know, on thirteen thirteen, but they just offhandedly say it. And you're like, oh, that's epic. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Oh, Boba Fett they, story. In the stories, they mention level thirteen thirteen as much as they can. There was like one, yes. or like one of the yeah. comics we just read, the Star Wars comics. They like, you know, it's like, oh, we're passing all these levels, and they like, of course, they're like, and this is level thirteen thirteen, and like, yeah, yep. It, it's 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 a wink and a nod to the hardcores who just played you know the stars video games and were teased with that game for years yeah it'd yeah. just be very satisfactory to make I, that happen so travis has a addition to our django fit <laughs> please you're on a roll okay. travis thank you yeah uh i enjoy he also mentioned something before but i'm going to save that for possibly the last thing we talk about okay. at the end of this episode because it's it's too big of a we should be getting close now. there because i think we're at like an hour and a half yeah we're almost there yeah we but, should probably end but it. he mentioned that you can play as jango fett and tony hawk pro skater 4 <laughs> which are like what so i jumped I off so. i think i jumped off tony scott 3 and i'm like apparently i should have held on for one, one more and because then i could have like my two favorite things would have like combined i completely i could have been like <laughs> I, I would still be playing Tony Hawk apparently if I if I knew that you could play Django Fett. <laughs> You'd be collecting bounties on a skateboard with a jetpack. You'd be Darth Maul, I think, in the first. Game. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, just had the share. Thank you. Blew my no, mind. Thank you, Travis. You're on a roll. Thank you for your uh, your input here. 
um right on. so uh, why don't why don't we sum this thing up um you know it, it, there was a million great comics there was all these great books um i mean it was yeah. the 40th anniversary of return of the jedi and it was, yeah from a certain point of view go. it was amazing can yeah. i can i do comic corner for a minute yes yeah just because i i, I got a uh <clears throat> Which uh, I think this, I think the year actually ended out really strong. We're going to cover um, Dark Droids uh, soon. Um, we are. We'll, we'll talk That's about right. that. Like I, I, that renewed my uh, faith in um, in crossover events. I, I feel like that was the cleanest of the crossover events. But I feel like the entire year was subsumed by Hidden Empire. Which was good. I really liked Hidden Empire, actually. But yeah, I, yeah, I which I appreciate. I just the the comic nerd in me it gets a little tired of the crossover event of the year that takes over all of your comics and then does not allow a lot of storytelling outside of those. And I got kind of like having reread it the third time when we covered it, I really enjoyed it because then I was able to put it all in perspective and see what's happening. But the problem that happens, and it's also happened with Dark Dark Droids, is I started reading. The the whatever issue of Star Wars main run, and luckily at the front they said, warning, do not read this comic until Dark Droids 5 comes out in two weeks. <laughs> so why are you releasing this comic right. to the stand two weeks. if I'm not supposed to read it for two weeks? Because as we learned, since literally since 1993, so we are now 30 years later, we have not learned a lesson that it is physically impossible yeah. to create a giant crossover event that does not get messed up because of deadlines and you have 70 different people working on 30 different books and I'm just done. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Just tell a story that's like one thing and then like let's yeah. tell the stories. I'm hoping Dark Droids will wrap up, which actually I think did a really good job. We'll cover it. I'm very pro Dark Droids. My hope for 2024 going forward is please no giant crossover event. A couple of crossovers here or there is good. I want to tell I want to see these characters develop. This is yeah. something organic. Yeah, can yeah. I join you in this in this sort of um, protest of just sort of like um, crossover, massive sort of crossover events and like just massive eventizing in comics? Because it's been the, the the hallmark of superhero comics for decades now. To oh, just yeah, it's all they do. Put as many characters in the you know the story as possible to sort of. I, I, um, I guess to maybe explore, you know, new art direction with the characters, new abilities, new personalities you can assign these characters. I, but I almost want to go to more intimate stories where it's like, give me one character for like the first three issues. Like I, I, I just, I feel like we're so spread thin sometimes, but especially with bounty hunters, character development. Yeah. In or comics, Afra just kills me. I don't yeah, know. Afra, it's like it. I don't it's care about just lucky. Character. Like I don't. I just don't. Can yeah. I can I just say this? Is I think Alyssa Wong. I like her writing. I think she writes Afra really really well. I think she's been hamstrung with having to connect this to this larger world. Where I'm just like so many characters. I want, so many. Yeah. I, she has like four can, spurned lovers, and then like and then like four, seven other people. Like. Speaking of 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 Spurn Lovers, remember we read the Santa Staros yep. series. Yep. It was five issues. It was wonderful. It was so good. Yeah. And I think the reason why it was so good is because it told a standalone story yeah. that wasn't tied in a giant thing, which is like it work if it works, it works. But like, I don't know. Like I just what I if you could give me a Christmas present, Disney, or or a holiday present or or a life New Day, Year present, sure. whatever you're gonna give me, life day present. Um 
just give me 12 issues of Dr. Afra. Yeah. That is not part of a larger crossover. I want that. I love that character. I want to see her do her thing for 12 issues. I think Greg Pak does a great job with Vader though yep. and sort of capturing these 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 really, you know, personal moments with Anakin and the flashbacks and all that sort of stuff. Um really really well done in, ter- in terms of like making me care about Anakin's, you know, uh yeah. tragedy basically yeah. and sort of I don't know, I just thought it was it was really well done. You actually get to like and you get an inside look at the character and sort of uh, the internal sort of, you know, um, the flashbacks he's having and all that sort of stuff. I just thought that was that was so well done. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and intimate. And then other comics, I think, just just too many characters and I can't keep track right. of what's going on. And there's MacGuffins and we're racing from point A to point B. And it's like, I, I almost just, I, I almost want more deep diving with characters in these, yeah, in these yeah. pieces. And Son of Staros, I think, did that. Yeah, I think Alyssa Wong crushes with Africa because I think you get that's a that's a pretty small ensemble you to keep track of. I, I yeah, love and Afro a meaty and character. Love, um, yeah, and Magna Tolvin and Son of yeah. Staros. I think like, Magna yeah, Tolvin could characters. be her own. Like I, I want to see her because I think of them else. as like the university friends. Like I just think of them as like the the scholars basically. Yeah. And I just I, I love that trio, or I love um. I mean, it's it's like uh, the other character. Them, I'm forgetting but... her name. I'm just. Uh, yeah, they're so good. Yeah, yeah. I have a tr- I just have trouble keeping track of them. But it, I mean, it is a strong Same. cadre. It's all like really interesting, very different female like actors and you know or characters, and they're great. Yeah, I, like Magna Tolvin is someone I'd love to see like in like Andor, um, or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah, or something else. Like she's such a good character, but I like I feel like she needs to stand apart from Afra for a story, you know. And just do yeah. a thing or you know maybe she's works with cal in the next video game or something um but yeah uh yeah such a great I mean, character yeah they, they've created fantastic characters there but yeah magna tolden's like ridiculous um yeah i don't know they're they're all great so, but yeah yeah i agree any anything more from uh comic books corner i didn't want to shut no down. i think that's all i think that's it i think i think yeah. you know it was it was a year that was focused on pretty much one thing hidden empire yeah yeah, the higher public stories are yeah. incredible. And, so it, good. And it dev- yeah. Shadows of Starlight, yeah. The Blade, The Blade. Yeah, um, I mean, it, higher public main run has been incredible. It, it works so and the, well and with the Crimson Climb yeah. too. The Hidden Empire Crimson Climb yes. was yeah. like great. High Republic Adventures with Daniel Jose Elder, like so Shadow. good. Yeah, always so good. good. Anything yeah. he does, I and I will say, like again, Hidden Empire is, I think, good. I think it's worth watching, and and like the way they they weave it all in together is it's one of those things that you just have to you just have to wait till the whole thing's over, that you can read it in the order that it's meant to be read. Which is what I did, and it was great. And that's why it worked for (laughs) you. Just don't read it when it comes out. But it it is like it is a really (laughs) good story. Like I I really I really recommend the story. I just get frustrated with the the way it all comes together. But it's it's not bad. I didn't I didn't not enjoy it. I just got a little frustrated. It did sort of set up a Kira Disney Plus series. I was like, oh, can we just can we just continue this on live? Yeah, in live action. I mean, I'd love yeah. a Kira story post like Hidden Empire, um, or anytime really. I mean, fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, can I inter- uh, do a little? I know we're we're running out of time here, and by running out of time, I mean going way uh, over time. Uh, sure. I mean, it's yeah. the last one of the year. Sorry. So. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to voice this one opinion. I I really hope that Filoni's uh, feature film isn't Avengers Assemble. 
like I, I i hope it's i hope it's not too but. i mean i don't know I, I there's a way to do it and every time like boba fett comes in to save the day and bo katan comes in to save the day and like the, the, to do it well and I'm, I'm sure that's there but i just like fundamentally i just really hope that's not what happens because it's just it's such a marvel thing and it's just it, it's going to be such a hard like needle to thread uh, don't you think it's the downfall of Thrawn and like Timothy Zahn's going to bring in to like yeah. consult? Let's, like it's going to be like I hope it's very how and Thrawn as a character like in the canon and like I hope so. I hope it's like literally heir to the Empire and it's like we have the big three back for it. Like you you that, know heir to the Empire gets stabbed by Rook right? Like that's that that yeah, was his end in the book in in the books yeah. yeah. And I mean we know but, Rook exists somewhere. Maybe he'll reunite with him. Maybe he won't. I, we haven't we haven't had Rook yet. Yeah. Not yet, but we he's now back in the yeah. galaxy. I think the so. only appropriate way to get rid of Thrawn is with the big three. And I don't know how you even do that. Um and by big three I mean Leia, Our, Luke, and Han. Luke and Han. I think they Julie just Lynn. do it now. I, I think I think I, I, I think now with how well they're able to do a TV show and yeah. with the way technology is advancing, is I I think this is what's gonna happen. My fear, and this is what I was talking about a little bit earlier, is I can see how they're like, okay, and now we have to go to Tatooine to get the help of Boba Fett to pull yeah. together the syndicate in order to get this. And then we're going to go over here and get the plucky crew of kids and right. and whoever his name Jude is Law. to do this yeah. side of the gig. And it's just like, I just like, I, I don't make it a Mandoverse movie, make it a Thrawn movie yeah. and organically whoever fits in there. And by the way, I don't know that Mando fits into that story organically. Yeah, he really does right now. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, you want to pull in one or it's like, you know, if there's a way you can organically pull them in, okay, you know, you, I mean, if it's going to be a battle of, of the Mandalorians that fight see, off Thrawn, uh, like, hey, I don't know. I just... What's I, the like, New Republic doing? Like, it's so weird. Right, like, exactly. Just, this is a New yeah. Republic fight and... um yeah, it's not a Mandalorian fight. And it's like if, if it is a Mandalorian fight, then they need to <laughs> take a new status in the galaxy. I just I just feel like that is a path to <clears throat> peril and I, I hope they, they try to think of something different. Yeah. I feel like Filoni's injected a lot of horror tone and, and mysticism into Star I mean, we got, Wars. We got storytelling with Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm thinking you could do something really fun with Thrawn in that like yeah, so we did all this, like he explored the 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 magic of uh, the witches of Dathomir and sort of uh, what that power bestows and what all that means. It, it was so much fun to sort of see him, you know, go down the rabbit hole of this mysticism and I guess harness it and his troopers, his night troopers, I guess were all, you know, Im imbued with that power. Um, and he was just down with that. He, that was just, he was fine with that being the case. Yeah. Seems to be all weapon about is a magic, weapon to throw yeah, right, exactly. right. Yeah, it's, it's, it. He's as a weapon yeah. in a way, but it's also fun that sort of like um, it's compelling that he sort of maybe first saw it as sort of a dark, you know, mystery that he had to explore. It'd be fun if we just said we kind of kept with that, with that horror, that that tone that that mm. Filoni's now bringing in, Love where that. you can now explore maybe the contingency plan in a new way with the Emperor, where it's like his messenger dro droids, this like dark mystery of like. Is there someone still out there controlling, you know, the, the the Shadow Council? Is it Palpatine himself? What is that? Is Snoke coming yep. from that? Is this the First Order? Like, what are we yeah. looking at here? Like, something about 
another darker mystery than even the, the mystical, you know, dark arts right. of the Witches of Dathomir. Now you have even a new yeah. dark mystery, which is Palpatine and does this does he does the phantom live basically exactly you know? yeah and that yeah. ties perfectly into the sequel trilogy and that that's i think how you do it yeah. yeah the other thing that we're missing and again uh bring in travis's comment because i think it's worth worth commenting on is that like so we talk about era of the empire how there's there's the mad clone jedi part right which right. we're kind of talking about is that going to be ray stevenson's character are they gonna how are they gonna get his force user because he's now going to end up in the known galaxy without a force user, right? He yeah. does not have anyone right. working for him. So, so Travis said, "Get ready for it." All right. What if this was to reveal that Windu is Mace Windu is alive? Like this is the moment that Mace Windu is alive, right, and being used. But like, there's Dude, we're, of, we're there opening night, uh, right? And, <laughs> and what I love about this, but what he what he then proposes is that the idea of like getting Ahsoka and Boba having to save him. Basically, the two people that hate him the most, right? Because yeah. one took his father and the other one, like, chased him would be kind of poetic in this idea of these two characters being used to save or destroy Mace at the end. Fascinating. Not something I'd ever would have thought of, but I'm, really yo, interesting. Anyone who can rope yeah. Mace back into the situation, I'm in. That's great. I mean, we are talking about head to 2024. We are getting a Mace Windu I thought we were series the Mace comic. Windu, like John Wick, like in the streets of Coruscant. Yeah. We still might. They, they're bringing him back for comic form. Next year, so they're they're gonna sell us some mace. Uh, brought to you by mace. Mark. I think we've been pitching that on here for a long time. We're just like the young mace at the academy. That would be, be great, incredible. He's the perfect student to sort of highlight. I yeah, it's like. like what was this guy's rise to power like? Yeah, right. Yeah, fascinating. All right, was that was that the final um, Travis comment? I I think. I think that is, there's another one, but I think that one is, that's like just end there. Like that is just, that's the winner. Right. Like that's the Travis. Yeah. Thanks for uh, rolling with us through this, like two yeah. hours of, of miscellaneous uh, star Wars chatter. Um, thanks for hanging with us. We yeah. appreciate you. Absolutely. Super fun. Um, and uh, thanks to everyone else. who's listening to us. Uh, who's listening to us on yeah. the podcast um, and checking us out. It's good to be back together. Yeah. And subscribe to our YouTube channel because you'll get a little notification when we're recording live. If you get that, Hop on and talk to us and share. Yeah. yeah. Talk to us. We'll talk back. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about stuff in real time. Yeah. Today. Great combo. Yeah. With Travis. Today. Everything's on uh, YouTube these days though. Uh, I think next Saturday we have a date to plan our, um, uh, this is uh meeting zero for Grant's campaign. Um, that will be a, yep. quite an interesting voice. Guys, I've been practicing voices in my downtime oh, boy. during oh, this wow. break and it's, um, it's an outrageous number of voices. Right. And That's good. I got my voice down. It sounds a lot like this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, Aren't yeah. you? Lucky? I, I've got some some people I've, I've been working on. Um, yeah. So Grant created a role playing game um, that he's been working on for a long time, and I cannot wait to play it. And that's going to be integrated into our uh, situation soon, um, in one way or the other. Uh, probably live, and we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's going to be live. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that will be a thing that's happening. Um so we'll get to all immerse ourselves in Grant's storytelling. Cool. cool. Um yep. and it'll be fun. Um Yeah. Next week I think we're going to talk about dark droids, right? Yeah. Yeah, do we we'll talk we'll also figure right. out off air what we want to cover. Do we want to cover just the main run or do we want to cover it all? All right. We can yeah. we can talk cuz that's five issues or that's 25 or 30 issues. We'll talk. Good lord. Um, <laughs> that's the force. I think it's twenty-five. Yeah, 
yeah. right, we'll we'll talk off air about that, but um, we're going to start dipping but some our toes into version it. of. At the very least, if you're if you're wanting to read along, read along the main run of Dark Droids. We'll at least cover that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to do that. Um, this was fun. Thanks for uh, saddling up at the old Cantino with us. We greatly appreciate it, and um, we will talk to you next week on Cantino Chronicles.